Today is Monday, August 5th, 2019. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to chat with the boys from the Gayish podcast, Kyle and Mike. Um, on the recording, they have great audio, but mine is a little echoey. So you'll have to forgive me while you're listening to this podcast. So let's listen to my conversation yesterday with Mike and Kyle from the Gayish podcast. Hi guys. Hey. Hi. How are you guys doing? Pretty, uh, pretty great. A little hot, which I was bitching about before we started recording, but uh, um, I got my white claw cooling off, I'm feeling good. I got my coffee, which isn't going to help. Kyle, what's a white claw? Okay, it's this terrible drink that I have to buy because I don't have my own opinions. <laughs> um, it is uh, a hard seltzer water. Uh, which is a new thing. It's the new craze, and all it's the kids are doing it. Low calorie, minimal flavor, <laughs> and it just—it's just a, a, a horrible hug for your brain. Is there any sugar in it? Uh, some brands do have some. I don't remember if White Claw is one of them or not. I don't know. It says all natural flavors, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't like any of those things. I don't read. <laughs> I don't like any of those seltzer waters or waters because they're not sweet. But oh, yeah. that's my chair making noise. Um, <laughs> sorry about the chair noise. <laughs> anyway, all of these seltzer waters are like what the Twinks are drinking these days, so that they don't have to order vodka soda. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so, did you just call me a Twink? I well. Thank you, you. you. I know you want to be. A twink. I'm an aspirational twink. <laughs> now I've been trying to talk to you guys since for a year now, basically, because I talked about having you on my show back in New Orleans, 2018, Proud 48, and um, we, we've been working on this for a year, and we finally has it happening. It's finally happening. Um, gay and flaky. <laughs> that... What'd you say? But we're gay and flaky. Is that what happened? Well, kind of, but I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're fine. We own our shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm sure, well, maybe you don't know, but if you are a new guest to my podcast, I always ask three questions of the guests, and they always have to answer the questions. So the first question is, how big is your dick? <laughs> so let's start with Mike. Uh, so... I, I never say numbers, not even on, on, on app profiles. My my canned response is, is bigger than average, but not gigantic. Okay, that's cool. Kyle? Mine is nine and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a bad day. I don't believe you. And I defy you to prove otherwise. <laughs> oh, that's a good... Okay, I'll have to work on that. <laughs> the next question is, are you cut or uncut? Oh, cut. Unfortunately, cut. We just did an episode about foreskin here not too long ago. and it, How can you miss something you've never actually had? It was supposed to be about foreskin and ended up being about circumcision yeah. instead. Uh, I know. I actually listened to that podcast, and I was thinking to myself, I already know the answer to this question because you guys said it on the podcast, <laughs> but I have to ask it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, stop molesting your male babies. Or molesting. Mutilating your <laughs> male babies. I mean, don't, don't molest, molest them either. either. Well, you guys do like pedophilia, so... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. This is how rumors get started. Well, I listen to your podcast, so. Um, <laughs> last question. Are you a bottom or a top? Yes. <laughs> so you're versatile? I'm verse, yeah. 
and Kyle. Um, when, when I'm like on apps and just looking for some fucking usually bottom, but in a relationship first, which no one believes that's a thing, but it's real. It's like you can't always take it, but sometimes you still want to get your rocks off. So you also have a history of dating people with giant dicks. <laughs> this is true. Just out of practicality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, there's only so much punishment one asshole can take before you're like, okay, let me figure out how to get my my stick into your thing. And from listening to the podcast, you really do like a pounding, don't you? Uh, okay. Uh, yes, but you have to like, you got to start real slow and work up to it because. As I've said far too many times at this point in my life, I have a tiny butthole. So if you just like try to like go right for it, it's not that's not happening. He's a medically verified tiny butthole, mm-hmm. and um, our listeners get to hear about it pretty much every episode. <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> I, I I talk. The reason I talk about it a lot is well, one, it's funny, but also too because like trying to tell explain to people like. It, it's not don't feel bad if you can't just like all of a sudden take a dick or if someone's like no you're fine or whatever like you should be in charge of your your own butthole like it is yours it is your precious gems that you <laughs> so you should be willing and okay to be like not every butt's the same so if if it doesn't feel good for me that's all that matters and you can stop it <laughs> okay all right. Now, since you brought up um, in relationships, I wanted to find out what is your current um, dating statuses. Um, my current dating status is uh, whatever is below empty <laughs> <laughs> on a gas gauge. <laughs> I, I haven't been on a date. Um, I'm single. I'm divorced. Uh, I super um, divorced. Super di- yeah, twice divorced. divorced. Yeah, divorced from a woman and divorced from a man. Uh, that second one hurt, and uh, I just haven't quite gotten my shit back together to put myself out there too much. I've gone on some dates. I've gone on a couple of, of second dates, but um, for the most part, just kind of doing my thing. Is that because you're not quite ready yet? I, I don't think I'm quite ready yet. I don't. I, I talk a big game on the podcast, and and for the most part, I'm I'm not uh, a super. I'm not into casual sex that much. And um, it seems like those are your options in the gay world. Like you're either meeting people for casual sex or you're getting married. And yeah. I'm definitely not ready for that other end of the spectrum. So I'm just not really doing any of it right now. You have to fuck to find a boyfriend. Well, and I, and when I'm ready for that, I will probably start fucking more. I just I know that that's <laughs> I don't know. My sexual sex is a lot more emotional for me, I think, than than what I see my fellow gay men going through and. I'm not ready to have those feelings yet, so I got to keep my dick in my pants for a while. That is certainly understandable. Now, wait, let me ask you this: How old are you? Uh, I am forty. The big four zero. No, you're not. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah, you oh thought he was forty-five. No, I thought he was in his late twenties. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's ready to date again. Okay. That's why I was more concerned about the two divorces. I'm like, shit, he went through two divorces in 10 years or something like that. He those out real quick. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 40. I did just have my appendix out, and they told me that that's pretty rare for somebody to have uh, happen to them so late in life. So I've been telling everybody that I'm 20-something on the inside. <laughs> um but but no, I'm. I'm I like 40. having a twenty something on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, pretty similar. There. Girl, I get it. Um, yeah, um, I'm forty, and that was actually easier than I thought it was going to be. I remember thirty being just a train wreck of feelings, and um, 
But then again, I wasn't really focused on the trauma of turning 40 because I was still dealing with divorce shit. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that my 40s were the best 10 years of my life. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So you're in for some good things. Okay. All right. Kyle, what's your dating status? Um, I recently broken up with, from my boyfriend, so I've been single for all of one month, and I've decided I'm never dating ever again. Yeah, right. So I have really optimistic attitude about it. Now, I don't know why this is in my head all of a sudden, but Mike, is it true that you um, had a casual relationship with a listener of your podcast? <laughs> um, well... <laughs> Yes, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, what do we, so. Can you tell uh, us about that? Sure. There was, um, there was a listener that we really hit it off over text message. We, we exchanged, um, well, first Facebook and, and talking on that led to exchanging phone numbers and, and texting each other a bunch. And that led to him visiting Seattle, um, in Labor Day. So almost a year ago now. And, uh, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. Kyle is uh, really he's nervous about my level of flirtatiousness and willingness to make contact with listeners. He's uh, I think uh, I like have to establish like a lot of boundaries, mostly emotional and in many parts of my life. And this is one of them where I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But hey, fuck him if you've got him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there are a number of listeners that I'm currently in like virtual not relationships, but like we, you're sexting. We're, we're sexting. We flirt pretty hard, and it's a lot of fun. And I, I, the question I have for myself is whether it's actually it's good for me or not. Like if that's if that's supplanting the need to actually meet with available physical people that live mm -hmm. in my city. It sounds like it's. It sounds like that's exactly what it is. Oh. Which it could be. <laughs> wow, we didn't know that we were going to have this like re realization right here and now. <laughs> Oh, even, I, podcasting is always good therapy. It really, it really is. Yeah, it's true. Or like, it could be a healthy way. Like, you're not ready for the full in-person kind of commitment, so it's like satisfying that part of you. But if like, if you keep doing that for forever and don't actually date, maybe that's a bad thing. So it couldn't. It may, maybe it's not necessarily bad, but I do keep getting really wasted and almost buying plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's different when I bought all those Ruth Bader Ginsburg mugs from Amazon. <laughs> like, th this is a little bit a higher level of, like, spend that has to happen but, when you're... But equally entertaining. That's true. Those mugs were incredible. <laughs> I gave them <laughs> up to my friend. You two are too funny. Kyle, how old are you? I'm 33. Okay, so that makes me think if you're, if you're seven years apart, how did you guys meet? Well, so we were colleagues at um, Microsoft together, which there's a running gag on the show that we always beep Microsoft for no good reason. Um, and <laughs> that and the French tuck. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> Mike hates the French Fuck tuck. The French tuck. Oh my God, <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, uh, when I was in the process, so I came out to my my wife, uh, and I was 29 at the time, and um, that started the end of that relationship. I was working at Microsoft. So very shortly after that, it was just after my 30th birthday, I started hanging out with the um, Gleam, which is gay and lesbian employees at Microsoft Gleam. Oh. And uh, Kyle was involved in the leadership of Gleam. I was a membership director. Oh. I handled all the members. So he was <laughs> a 22, 23-year-old 
Twinkie social calendar, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Those twice I've been called a Twink in this show alone. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> so as I was, I was making forays into exploring my new gayness and getting involved in, in the employee group, I um, got invited to this event. Um, Kyle lived across the street from me. And, or at least across the street from my wife. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I was asked to pick him up and take him to this event. So we, we Someone was just like, hey, you two are close together. You pick him up and come here. Like, it was just kind of like someone arranged us to, to meet up. Yeah. Um, so How convenient. First time I met Mike, I hopped into his Jeep, and then I think you talked about your divorce. Yeah. And it was like, super comfortable. Here's, <laughs> this is me. Get on in if you want to. So then, how did it um, go from being friends to um, developing this podcast? Because clearly you've been friends all this time. Yeah, yeah. I think a big part of it, yeah, is that, like, uh, as we hung out more, developed a really strong friendship, and we're able to be open, like, very open and honest with each other in our friendship. With I think that has led to being able to, then in the podcast, uh, do the same thing. Um, because I've had never been comfortable talking about things like my depression until I talked about them with Mike. So, um, yeah. And then I think it was one of those things where like we, we, anytime we were hanging out, like it was just really funny to talk to him. Um, I don't compliment Mike often, but I guess I'll let you have that one. <laughs> That's sweet. Um, <laughs> but it was just like, I just think he's a funny person. And so we were like, kind of had a sort of developing, this idea and and just kind of started and tried it and i guess we're gonna keep doing it because it's been what like a hundred and something episodes and yep two years yeah and so yeah two years and four months yeah we're like at that stage where if we were a baby we would stop saying it in terms of months and we would just switch (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're also starting to walk (laughs) so what what episode number are you up to are, are like we one, are going to record 130 today. Okay. Yeah, we've been doing it weekly. We've I think we've taken like a couple weeks off, but yeah, we've done it weekly since we started a long time ago. Yeah. And you've you've actually touched on some really amazing topics on your podcast. Everything from fashion to circumcision to um uh, trans stuff. I mean, you guys really get into a lot of different topics. How do you come up with these uh, different ideas to keep this going every week? It's funny. Mike always has the concern that we're like going to run out of topics yeah. and like, and we just have this running list of all the topic ideas and we've never once, I mean, sometimes we're like, yeah, what do you want to do this week? But anytime we've landed on a topic, we've always found more than enough to talk about. And we have not even, uh, we have not even covered you know, ten uh, percent of what the, all the different ideas that are out there. So, I don't know. I guess we'll stop at some point when we we stop having ideas for episode topics. But we haven't we haven't really run into that. And and even weird things that were like, let's pick this random thing. This will be a short episode. We have nothing to talk about. Suddenly, <laughs> you're talking about unicorns. <laughs> third hour and you're like wow i didn't know i had so much to say about this well i, I do find that interesting because you you the the podcast says this, this the topic is going to be this and then you spend a lot of time on other things before you actually get to the topic <laughs> is that like a plan thing 
Um, we have like the loose structure of like we always do news at the very beginning. Right. Uh, some people have said that's their only news source, which is a, a, a fear. That is terrifying. <laughs> um, and then and then we we get into the topic, uh, and then we just each kind of pull together. So that's kind of the general structure. We each pull together different topic, different things that we want to talk about about the topic, but we don't know what the other person's going to talk about, um, and just kind of you know listen and talk. It's also edited, so we we try to throw out, you know, more than we're going to actually yeah, use. Believe it or not, what's posted is the good stuff. <laughs> okay, so then that begs the question: How long do you record for a one-hour show? Roughly one-hour show. We have not we have not had a one-hour show. <laughs> We've I know that's why I say roughly. <laughs> um, uh, we we might record. Sometimes we just like it is exactly that long i think the most we record is like two and a half hours or three hours or something i think when we were talking to mike's mom and i had to do a lot of cutting on that one so i think somewhere between two and three hours usually yeah with mom you have to edit it down just to find the stuff that's in english and not random words yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah i have to like figure out if i can follow what logic brought her to where she is or whatever so yeah. Well, she is funny. So you guys do, um, you come up with a topic and then do you each do your own research and then you come together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show has evolved, right? But for the last probably 50, 60 episodes or so, we've we've settled on this, this clip of we each research our own segments. And then now that we have Dan, Dan uh, Garlington has been with us for about 30 episodes or so we actually send our ideas to him and he makes sure that we're not covering the same stuff he dedupes our our ideas for us and then does additional research if we if we want so sometimes i'll shoot dan an idea make sure that kyle's not already on it and then say dan can you please go you know look up these statistics or find examples of this category that i'm wanting to explore uh, we, we really lucked out having him help us out so much because yeah. he's he's been he's been amazing. Now speaking of Dan, because I did have a little segment I want to talk about Dan. Um, is he considered an intern, a producer, a, a director? What is I mean? You just described his role, but um, what do you guys consider him? Uh, I call him production assistant. Oh, okay. On those occasions where I have to have a title for him, which is never. <laughs> <laughs> this moment, this this first moment. Yeah, we like to like really kind of hold him down and make him feel not too special so that he has to work harder. <laughs> now, so is he... Feels like a good title. Is he physically in Seattle or is he somewhere else? Yeah, he's in Seattle. And Mike actually, he and Mike knew each other from work. Is that right? Yeah, we both worked for imdb.com at the same time. Oh. And um, I had just gotten married. Trevor and I had just gotten married. And when he started working for IMDb, uh, I was like, oh, my God, another married gay. I need to know this person. So I, I ran over to his desk and, and introduced myself. And, oh, were you like, hi, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and married. Gay and married. Oh, you're married. You're gay and married. This is great. Let's hang out. And um, that was. And both of those relationships worked out totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Dan is also divorced. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. More or less the same Bringing time. Bringing it down. Um, but yeah, he just started. <laughs> the start of us <laughs> kind of like getting involved with Dan or working with Dan is like he would just call in with a litany of corrections about all the things we fucked up. <laughs> so eventually it was like, well, it's better if he's on our side then. And he's, he'll just <laughs> jump in whenever we fu- are now in the midst of fucking up. He'll jump in and, or we'll like have him research something while we're sitting there talking. 
and so that's yeah it's and then every now and then he just has a you know in our last episode about breakups he uh just started crying and was talking about his experience so every now and then he gets to chime in with some anecdotes he also um we we do we recently got our patreon going and and have reached a good clip with that and our patreon supporters get a bonus segment for every episode right. and dan usually chooses the topic for that and runs the discussion so people that have this dan has like fans that are mildly obsessed with him yeah i think part of the like he doesn't he only chimes in every now and then so he has this kind of mystique about him so yeah he runs the patreon uh, segments which like god bless him because like when Mike and I talk, we can barely keep the other one focused. So when both of us get to just chime in with random shit, <laughs> he has told us, like, I will bring in three sentences. <laughs> that will be what we read because it takes time to get through things with us. Well, he's definitely an asset to the podcast. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's a good guy. I won't tell him you said that. Thanks. <laughs> you you mentioned Patreon there for just a second. Um, I do have a couple questions around that whole thing. Because you have Patreon, and then you have another, um, you have like certain advertisers or other podcasts you advertise on your show. A lot of, we do um, occasionally have actual advertising, like paid advertising that runs. We also do uh, promo swaps with other podcasts. Um, oh, okay. So some of the, the podcasts that you hear are, we uh, trade, like they'll run theirs and ours, we'll run their wait the other way around whatever yeah some people will run stuff and like that's it's it's really cool like in the podcasting community it seems like everyone wants to support each other so we've um you know gotten ours on much bigger podcasts than ours to run and we've also smaller podcasts have run theirs in ours so it's just you know one of the ways the podcasting community helps each other out yeah. now is that strictly in the gay podcasting community or all podcasts no i think the biggest one that we've done is uh uh, wine and crime which is a big true crime podcast and they have nothing to do with being gay but we're just friend twitter friends yeah very cool that works out well yeah. yeah well and it's it's it really is a win-win there's absolutely no reason not to advertise for another podcast and vice versa like it's not it it's not like there's only so much pie to go around right That's not how this works right so yeah. if you get your if you get your audiences aware of each other and do some cross-pollinating is it ends up being good for both podcasts almost universally absolutely now there was a time when podcasters had an obsession with numbers and like how many listeners do we have how many downloads are we getting this week do you guys obsess about that stuff yes <laughs> <laughs> i before um there's a new service called chartable that um or at least i had never heard of it that actually tracks where you should where you're ranking in iTunes and like your episodes in your show, like in your category. And mm -hmm. before, and so that they like track it every day so that they can tell you where you're ranked. Before I knew about that, I would check too far too many times a day to see where our podcast or where our episode was ranking on the charts. And it was like to the point where it's probably not healthy, but I was like, no. oh, but this information is going to go away because no one has it. So now, yeah, I have have numbers that I can look at. We get we get asked a lot how many listeners do you have and I don't know how people know the answer to that, right? Like we we'll, we get download numbers from our platform, we're on Podbean. And you don't know if it, if it says you got a thousand downloads on an episode, that could in theory be one person listening to that episode a thousand <laughs> times. You don't know True. the actual number of people that are rolled up into that number. 
Yeah, podcast is like it's you can tell it's in its infancy still, even though it feels, you know, to people like us like, oh, it's, you know, it's been here forever and there's so many shows and whatever. But like the data is surprisingly, you know, not stitched together. There's all these different information out there. There's no one has great information. So, yeah. And do you what would you say is your average downloads for I mean, downloads for an average podcast? We, well, it's so weird to me. Um, so, like, the standard thing everyone uses is the past 30 days. Like, when an episode comes out, then over 30 days, how many downloads does it get? And I think we now are at around, like, 4,000 downloads. But what we tend to see is we have a lot of people listening to our back catalogs. So, um, so we have, like, far more downloads of that. And a lot of them come from older episodes as people. I think that means people are finding us and, like, hey, let me listen to these bitches talk for you know days in it on end and listen to all the all the past episodes yeah it's uh anecdotal but we hear from a lot of bingers yeah that's That's interesting terrifying as the people that only use us for news is the people that decide they (laughs) want to listen to all of us i'm i'm so sorry i should be less it's very sweet but but the longer you're in podcasting the the less you will care about the numbers unless you're making money Mm. right See, I just, my podcast is tiny compared to yours, and I don't really care about the numbers anymore. So I just, well, I, and I don't podcast as often as I should. But um, I think you'll find that the longer you're in it, the less you'll care about the numbers. I also think people like there are lots of different reasons reasons to do it. I mean, all of us do it because we like it to some degree. But for some people, it is not even about numbers. It's about I get to put this thing out there that I you know, that I'm talking about or that I like, or that is my information. And and that's the process. The activity of doing that is the reward. Exactly. I would agree with that. I I will also say we, we, we watch the numbers. Kyle was more obsessive about it than I am, (laughs) but it, they do not factor into the calculus of how we make the show. That's true. Like we don't, we don't do things to try to improve our numbers. We don't shy away from things we think might make the numbers take a hit. We, we do our show. We do what we want to do. We we like each other and we like what we're creating and and we're we're hopeful that that lands. But um, it's uh, it's it's not just the metrics for for us um, at all. Excellent. That's good to hear. Now, last year at this time, roughly at this time, you two were like the stars of um, Pride Forty Eight in New Orleans. <laughs> It's like when you guys showed up. It's like everyone's like, "Oh my God, those those are the gayish boys. Those are the gayish boys," <laughs> and you became very popular in a very short time. I know you may or may not agree with that, but are you planning to go to New Orleans next week or the week after? So, uh, yeah, Kyle is actually co-hosting. and I'm a co-host, which rarely do I host, but um, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a co-host, and I, I think that means I'm going to do stuff. Uh, but then, yeah, we're also going to do our podcast again, and Dan's going to be there this time. Which, oh, very you know, good. He wasn't part of it last time, so he's going to be there as well, and we're all staying for three or four days, and yeah, we're excited about it. I really <laughs> love Pride 48. I, um, I just I like the energy, and I like the, the sort of family feel there is to it, and um, I, I've grown to really just love the whole thing um will you be going to new orleans this year? absolutely i'll be there we yeah fantastic and i'm doing a podcast right after big fatty on friday night so, oh nice yeah. yeah we'll be there for that what's your time slot uh we have sunday at one or two 
You'll have to attend the full thing to figure out. Of course, I will. I'll be there the entire time. <laughs> see if I can find it. Yeah, we should probably know this information. I feel like I always figure out the information I need to know the day before. I'm like, wait, where am I going? What am I doing? Who am I showing up with? Now, since you're a, since you're going to be a co-host, Kyle, will you be able to party as much as you did last year? I think more so. <laughs> more so. The expectation is I have to do more partying. Because um, I remember one morning that you looked like you couldn't even function. <laughs> yeah, we both uh, was signed up for like the, I forget, breakfast or boat cruise, something. The brufkus. Many. Because that's what Big Patty calls it, is uh, brufkus, so that's what they named the breakfast. Many of the extracurricular things, especially th those in the morning, didn't actually happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'm going to do, I don't know if I'm going to do my best not to, yeah, I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> I know you will be. I, I threw up at breakfast last year. <laughs> like, I, I made it to the restroom, but um, that, that was a close call. <laughs> I think I do remember that, yeah. Well, listen, I want to thank you guys so much for being on my podcast. I know it's a brief conversation, but I think my listeners have a great idea of what your podcast is about and what you guys are about. And if they're not already listening, which they probably are, then they probably will begin listening. So oh, thank you. I yeah. thank you for your time. And I know I'll see you in like 10 days or something like yeah, that. Yeah. No, thanks for having us. And we're looking forward to seeing you again. Yeah, thanks. This was fun. See you in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Mike and Kyle, for appearing on my podcast. Now, for my listeners, if you do not already listen to the Gayish Podcast, check them out on iTunes or go to gayishpodcast.com. They're great guys, and I love their podcast. So that's all for today. Until next time, bye. Bye.